tonight on Whiskey Waffle. Terrence. 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 Um, Terrence the Robot of Doom. Did I hear a top five? Yeah, top five. Pure clickbait. They just say grow bigger beards, don't they? Don't stop till it's Bush Ranger size. That's this episode on Whiskey Waffle, the podcast. I mean, cast. Greetings, Nick. Hang on, stop. We haven't drunk any whiskey yet. Oh, right. Right, I feel we're qualified. Continue. Right. Greetings, Nick. <laughs> the power of a whiskey. Mm, my my tone has gone honeyed and mellow. Mm, much like this Speyside dram we're trying. Indeed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're, we're, um, we're bunkered down here in Waffle HQ, and we hope that all our fellow wafflers out there are safe and that you have... A few decent drams to ride out these uncertain times. Yes. Um, good news, Ted. Nick, what is the good news? I think we're actually getting somewhere in the podcasting world. Excellent. Well, that is good news. Mm. I do like getting places. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, the good news is we're getting somewhere because we're making people angry. Excellent. That yes. is the sole purpose of podcasters. I know, I know. But this is the thing. You can't really, you can't really become a, a proper podcast until you've actually... Got a bit of controversy behind you. Yeah, look, the thing I like about this is that it shows that people are listening. Yeah. Um, we really, really enjoy disparaging comments because most of the time they're absolutely fair enough. Like a recent Instagram comment from... We're not sure because it disappeared today. I know. We were, we were going to comment on this Instagram uh, post on uh We are going to podcast. discuss it in yeah. full, but, um, but, but we can't. It disappeared today. They obviously got sick of us not. Yeah, we were getting there. We were getting there. So, um, an Instagram commenter, let's call him uh, Terence. 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 Um, Terence the Robot of Doom. <laughs> gotcha. So, Terence uh, left us a comment about our last episode, the Bourbonception episode. Possibly one of my favourite podcast episodes that yep. we've done. Took uh, took umbrage, shall we say? Yes, we we made the bold, the bold, very bold claim. <laughs> we said that to quote. All bourbon tastes like bourbon. bourbon yes, but we yes. had a good reason for doing that. Yeah, yeah. But the comment had a good reason for rebutting this because, you know, yes, they use the same wood. Yes, they use the same grain. He made a very good point, actually, that, um, well, you know, at least they use a variety in the mash bill where a single malt just uses one. Yeah, that's true. It's, it's and- a good point. And it got me, got me thinking. Ooh, dangerous. I, know, I mean, dangerous. it's probably more dangerous when I do it. But, but what is it? What is it like? What is it about single malt that, to us, it makes us so biased towards uh, single malt whiskey um, mm. over a corn-based whiskey? You make a very good point there. Mm. I mean, sure, all bourbon tastes like bourbon. <clears throat> We're just offending Terence even more now. But um, again, this is our subjective tasting notes. Yes, it is. And if you ask him. Mm. Or her. I'm not sure whether Terence the Robot of Doom. Was it Ro- Terence the Robot of Doom? Okay. It is now. It is now. She Terrence, is now. Ter- Terence the Robot. They. Mm. they ro- robots are gender, gender neutral, <laughs> I believe. Um, they ha- make a good point. So to, to them and to probably a lot of Americans, our, uh, our little um, jive at... Well, it's not even a jibe. It, it comes out of a it place It might be a jibe. What, what's a jibe at? Just for... A jibe. A jibe. A jibe at. A jibe at. Gotcha. Yes, our jibe at, but it, as I said, it's not really a jibe. It does come out of a place of love. Mm. And probably a, a supreme acknowledgement that our palates aren't as open to these variety of flavours that can be discovered in the bourbon spectrum. From bourbon at one end all the way through to bourbon. <laughs> Sorry, Terence. Sorry. Yeah. Um, no, but the other thing is we must also recognise that Australia, particularly Tasmania, doesn't get that big a range of 
bourbons no. in. We mentioned Maker's Mark, which of course um, we, we claim to be even more corny, but of course the mash bill, um, I do know, is, is a large percentage wheat, but um, wheat, of course, is, is, as the Irish would put it, a silent spirit. It doesn't have too much flavour to it, so I think it does actually accentuate the corn flavours, even though there's no riots, just, um, it's just corn, a bit of extra single malt, and, um, and the wheat there, but gosh, Maker's Mark is it's not brilliant, it's- is it? Pretty in your face. Yeah. Yeah, so look, we acknowledge that we have some shortcomings as... Many, many shortcomings. Bur- bourbon bourbon uh, drinkers, reviewers. They, Terence the Robot of Doom did suggest <laughs> that we should uh, stick stick to what we know because we, we obviously, yeah, don't know much about... I think um, leave bourbon. bourbon to the experts was the yeah, quote. Absolute gold. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> love it. Well, so why... Yeah, they did make a, a good point about... What makes single malt whiskey any different? Mm. But see, here's here's the thing. Okay, so I think bourbons still taste more like each other than say like a Speyside tastes like a Isla tastes like a Japanese tastes like a Australian even tastes like a Tasmanian. Oh, I think so. Like, I think I think the barrel influence see, cannot be understated. They're really they're all single single malts that I'm talking mm, about here. One I grain. mean, there's other sorts of stuff in there, but mm. I feel like they have mani- managed somehow to get more differences. And as my learned colleague here says, or maybe not learned, yeah, I, I, I don't know. After, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. Terence Terence the robot of doom. I'm. Sorry, we need we need to we need to look into this more. Yep, we do. Um, so, um, are you a bourbon distributor? If so, please uh, uh, please get in touch. Um, actually, we also had another brilliant comment from Luke Crozier on Instagram as well, referring to um, yes. our um, the death of Tasmania whiskey section that we did at uh, the end. Yes, yes. Uh, Johnny Walker True Blue and Johnny Walker Green and Gold with a crying with laughter emoji. Look forward to seeing these one day. Some of your best work, boys. Thanks to Luke Crozier ten there. Um, all right. Well, shall we get on with the podcast? Nah. Nah, we'll, no. just, we'll just end it here. Can't cancel it. Um, I, think, yep. I think we've been proved been to be Nick. frauds. Um, so. <laughs> Keep on waffling. Nah, let's, let's, let's continue as frauds. I'm a little bit concerned, Ted. You should, you should be concerned, Nick. Um, I'm mainly concerned because there hasn't been many shenanigans throughout this recording session so far. What's wrong with us? I know, I know. We're, we're being sensible. We're maturing into our years. Yes. Yes. We're we're All responsible. Of those years. We're responsible young men. Oh yeah. <laughs> so responsible. The waffle. Nick. Yes. You know what we don't do enough of on this podcast? Uh drink whiskey. Oh wait, we do that. We do quite that a lot. quite a lot. Yes. We've we've already noted in a previous episode what that does to us. Yep. Um it gives us really interesting sections. Yeah. No, Nick, you know what we don't do enough of? Um, not drink whiskey. <laughs> yeah, no, not that. Lists. Lists. Well, people like lists, don't people they? People love lists. There's entire yeah. websites who have, that have sort of uh, based their business model of, of lists of all sorts of mm. different things. Now, I'm sure as as the, the episodes go on and we stretch out in the future, we might come back to the list idea, but we thought we might just try it out for this time and talk about... Something that's interesting, and I really want to know what our listeners at home would sort of put in their top five, but... Did I hear a top five? Yeah, top five. Pure clickbait. I know, right? I know. What we're actually going to count down is the probably the top five bottles that we have purchased and repurchased the most. So so that that would be our 
Glenlivet Founders Reserve. Oh, yes. Many, many times. <laughs> In fact, I think you did get an extra bottle of that. Because no, no, no. It wasn't. One. I, didn't, I didn't get... No, I think I bought one, but then you had also bought one. Yeah. And we were surprising each other with it. <laughs> and then it turned out that we were incredibly disappointed. And it turns out the joke was on us. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so these are the bottles that we've we've... You know, purchase. Uh, we've been waffling for a while now, haven't we? So it's been yes. long enough that we can have a few repeat customers, so yep. to speak. Yeah, you, you've got to have your fra- favourites. Although we try to sort of look for new and interesting things, every now and again, you want to you want to find something. You want to find an old friend. Yeah, mm. absolutely. So these are our top five old friends. Okay, mm. hit me. Um, let's start with number five. So this one, um, you probably purchased a little bit more than me, but I know we've both. Gone and revisited this one a few times. It's we've the, we've both had miniatures of it. Yeah, true, actually, because there was miniatures available in the the local. But um, we've reviewed it on the podcast before. It's the Ocock. Ocock. Yes, um, otherwise known as the Anik. And the bottle in question, the twelve year old. Yep, it's a good solid look. This is a really good representation of Speyside. It's light. It's grainy. Mm. Bourbon matured Speyside. Bourbon matured Speyside. It's a good summer drinker. Yeah, and that's it. I think that's why I've revisited is because it's been coming up to summer. I want something to take away, you know, camping just to have around um, barbecues and stuff. And the Anik Twelve has been that dram. The twelve year old is good, but if you can get it, the sixteen just steps it up that little bit and mm. gives. Yeah, just this extra bit of depth. Well, speaking of stepping it up, uh, number four in our most uh, purchased and repurchased whiskies, and uh, the number four is the Talisker Ten Year Old. Mm, solid. Yeah, it is solid. The Talisker is one of the earlier peated whiskies we had, I suppose. Yep. For many years, they owed you a dram. Mm, they did indeed. They did indeed because I did not make it along um, to my booked-in tour because of a, a leg-breaking emergency. It wasn't my leg either. No, just not putting this time. It out there. <laughs> Gosh, there's been a few whiskey-related leg injuries over time, isn't there? Well, that one wasn't even whiskey-related. No, but the it whi- was in whis- Scotland. Yes, the whiskey. The whiskey was sort of to come afterwards and never, never, <laughs> never actually came. occurred. Yeah, yeah. But I've since been to Talisker and, uh, yeah, collected my. Yeah, well, but see, dues. I I got a free dram off your back as well. Yes, I know. I think you'd probably be um claiming claiming my stories for the the rest yeah. of the time there. Yep. So yeah, no, I, I haven't bought a bottle for a little while. I mean, if you want to have a whiskey from the Isle of Skye, which is where Talisker is from, mm. then your options are limited to Talisker. So apparently, there's a new one starting up. Ooh. Um, ask Morsey. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he would know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, but. But. Talisker is really good. Mm. It's yeah, the Talisker ten. So bringing us to number three um, is another island, a bit further south. Um, a very special island. This one, it's a it's an Isla whiskey, and uh, both of us have bought this one on multiple occasions because it's just such good value in Australia, anyway. Phenomenal value. Yep, and we're talking about the Ardbeg ten year old. Yep, this this is the whiskey which I think caused us to coin the phrase "Pete does good things to young whiskey." Hmm. I mean, it's ten years old, like the like the Talisker is, but it's it's a heavier peat, and it's certainly an even um, more coastal iodiney, and it's a bit seaweedy, a bit yeah. It's, and if you can get it on um, sale, mm. it's great value in the in the seventies Australian, is it? That's that's phenomenal for mm. for such a good whiskey. Yep. Ah, oh, exactly, and that's you know they're doing good things at Ardbeg. Yeah. They rarely release a, a whiskey we're disappointed in, so. Yeah. I don't think I've ever been disappointed by an Ardbeg. No, not overly. I had the Blazda once. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. Lightly petered. Yeah. It wasn't disappointing so much. It was just a bit, oh, hmm. Yeah. Ooh, the 10-year-old's over here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so that's our... Uh, it's a bit of a whiskey waffle favourite, really, isn't it? Mm. And, um, yeah, the peat certainly helps it. Now, I'm detecting a bit of a theme here, Ted. There's more uh, peat to come. Yep, yep. I can, <laughs> I, can, I can see that from us. Yeah, yeah. So, the number two whiskey, um, one of the, the whiskeys that we have purchased many... Many times over, and particularly you, I think. One, one, one of one of four or five, maybe four five star whiskies on our website, mm. and it's a very significant one for our formation as well. Of course, at that time yep. in Hobart at Grape, that we were served a dram of it. Yep. Um, we are, of course, talking about the Alagavul and sixteen-year-old. Oh, Nicholas, need more be said? Well, no, maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. Do, do people out there hold this whiskey in as high esteem as we do? Like, it, it's certainly accessible. Like, it's not. It's not a rare. It's not like we're talking about Patellan here. Yeah. Although I, I do feel like it might be going up in price a bit. Yeah, I have noticed and, that actually. And may, maybe they're going to bring in the eight-year-old as a. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's an interesting point you make. The eight-year-old was a fun novelty. It was, you know, it was interesting. It was the 200-year celebrations. We, um, you know, we tasted that. We tasted a whole bunch of Lagavulin side by side. The eight-year-old was curious. But worryingly, it seems to have stuck around. It's like it's like your annoying little cousin mm. who won't leave you alone. Cute when they first come over, but, you know, yeah. do they really need to live so, here? So, suddenly, they're playing with your Transformers and there's bits all over the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're not sure what they've done to your dog, but he won't come out from behind the couch. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's... um like, like I said, it's not bad. Like, I don't have anything against it, but it works because it's the... It's, 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 it's different. A curio. The, yeah, it's different to their main range, which, of course, in our eyes, is a sixteen-year-old and yeah. forever will be their main release in our eyes. Yeah. Having said that, it is a sixteen-year-old whiskey. How many other distilleries release a sixteen-year-old as their main release? I know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Oven releases a fourteen-year-old as their yeah, it's main getting release. Close. Yeah, that's that's getting close. Also, Diageo, Oven, but um, yeah, but I mean. Diageo is like a really sort of family-oriented, like mm. small, nice little corporation, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Never put the dollars first, Diageo. No, no, no. They never certainly add a, add a bit of colouring in there to just no. really um, beef up the <laughs> the dark hue of their whiskey. Listeners, is it dark days on the horizon for mm. the like of all in 16? Write in to let us know your thoughts. Do, do you think that there is, there is danger afoot for this... Absolute stellar beast of a whiskey. Yeah, we shall see. Um, which brings us to our number one, our most purchased bottle by possibly doubling the second place like of all in, in terms of number yeah. of bottles purchased. I really can't think of any other one that we've bought more of. Nah, because it's... Well, for a start, this is a much cheaper bottle than some of the others on the list. Yep. But again, we're talking about value with the Ardbeg. I mean, this is, this is good value, but it's not a single malt. No, it's not. And even better, it has an amusing name. <laughs> it does have an amusing name. That's the reason we first tried it. Also at, uh, at Grape in, in Hobart. Yeah, yeah. We said, what, what, what should we drink to the barman? And he said, oh, have you heard of this one called Monkey, Monkey Shoulder? Shoulder. Yeah. And we're like, oh my God, we've got to try that. <laughs> That's got an amazing name. Cannot deny it. Yeah, and we tried it. It didn't break the bank. And um, yeah, we, we didn't mind it at all. So a special thing about Monkey Shoulder, of course, as most of our listeners will know, it's not a blend. It doesn't have any grain whiskey in it. it well, is a, it, it is sort of a blend. It's a special class of blend. It's a vatted malt. Yes. Yeah. Now, what does that mean, Nicholas? Um, it's just a bunch of single malts that have been mixed together, but from different distilleries. Mm. So the distilleries that are in 
the uh, monkey shoulder. You, I mean, they're they're pretty. They're sort of pretty. Um, yeah, oh, what's the, what's the what's the word I'm after? Esoteric. You you won't really have heard of them. I only, only know them if you're in the right area. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's this odd little one um, called Glenfiddich. Glenfiddich. Yeah. No, it's not ringing any bells. No. And then there's one called Balveni. Balveni, yep. Um, yeah. May have had that once or twice. Yeah. And then the the one that everyone would obviously know is mm. the one called Kaninvi. Yeah, yeah. Actually, interesting fact about the monkey shoulder, Ted. They no longer make it public what whiskeys go into there. Because there's a fourth one in there now, isn't well, there? Well, we think that there mm. might be a bit of Elsa Bay going mm. in there. Because um, basically, when Balvani was built, it was for blending. Um, Canenvi too, um, although it's still mainly for blending. But Balvani is doing so well on its own that mm. they kind of don't have enough Balvani stock to mix into their blends. Plenty of Glenfiddich stock lying around, but yeah. they basically had to beef up one of their other. This is William Grant and Sons, the owners. One of their other distilleries, um, Elsa yeah. Bay, um, which is down in the Lowlands, believe it or not. Yeah. Um, to sort of produce more whiskey for for blending in. Like it's not just Monkey Shoulder; they do other blends too. I think. Um, I don't know. It's dangerous to say anything with the, with the name Grant in it. It's such a yeah. common name in Scotland. But William Grant and Sons, they do. Do they do Grants? Well, it's, I, th- I was going to say, yeah. is, is Grants theirs? Yeah, I don't know. I assume Grants. Everyone's I, called Grant. Yeah. Yeah. Grant McGrantson. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, um, so they need some more for blending, but there might be a bit of Elsa Bay in Monkey Shoulder these days. We don't know. But if you want. It's it's sort of mid, mid shelf whiskey. Mm competes against your uh like your slightly better Johnny Walkers or yeah I think yeah it competes very favorably well that, I'm, I'm more saying it's it's sort of in that space yeah so it's, it's slightly it'd be a tick over a black label but under anything else yeah and it goes down really well yeah and because it's just malts in there I think it, it compares to you know a similar in the price range I think it's better than the the founders reserve ever was for Glenlivet Mm. There you go. That's so that, our that one, top five. I wonder if anyone, any of our listeners out there have also purchased Monkey Shoulder as much as we have. Probably. If so... I s- hope so. Yeah, get onto the comments. Let us know um, on Instagram, on, on Twitter. No, 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 no. I, I actually... I I also want to know whether there's anyone who's like, cheap whiskey. <laughs> I'm... The one that I've purchased the most is like the forty-year-old something that's like <laughs> yeah, it's just McKellen, fine and rare sixty-year-old. Yeah, or maybe you're someone that never repeats purchases. Maybe you don't go back. Mm. Got to be like a shark, always moving forward. Damn straight. Mm. Well, that's well, it. That's our top five list. Listing, listing lots of things. Yeah, people like lists. And uh, give us a list. Stick a list in the comments. What is your top five? Yep. Or shoot us an email at whiskeywaffle at gmail.com. It can be anything. Just give us your top five. It might not even be whiskey. <laughs> just just name your top five. Just make a list. <laughs> you can shoot it through to us on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or stick it on the leg of your finest carrier pigeon. Our friend uh, Cleon has also um, had a... Um, vintage release plus the 24-year-old. Right. Which, yeah, we're quite jealous about. He hasn't shared it with us, has he? No, 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 no. no. Dear, dear clown. I've had a Flauter, which is part of their peated range. I was going to say, what you get up to with the orchestra in your spare time, Ted? Your business. The Whiskey. Okay, on the whiskey today, this is a really interesting one because it's it's something that's it's brand new. 
It's only really just started to become available, and it's only available in Australia as far as I'm aware. But it's something very different to what we usually try on the pod. I'm intrigued, Nicholas. Do mm. tell more. Um, it's it's a bottle with a man with a beard on the front. Who doesn't love a big old beard? I can't think of anyone, really. Exactly, you know, especially not, you know, our significant others. They're, um, they're very attached. They just say, grow bigger beards, don't they? Um, don't stop till it's bush ranger size. That's what they say, yep, isn't it? That's that's it. Yeah, yeah. May it may not be what they say, but the mention of bush rangers is significant because this is a new Australian whiskey. Um, I don't use inverted commas. It is officially a whiskey, and it is called Ned. Ned. Just Who is Ned? Ned. Just Ned. Uh, so for our overseas listeners, the reason I slipped in the Bush Ranger reference before is that Ned is named after Ned Kelly, a famous Australian outlaw or Bush Ranger, as we call it. Who wore um, a saucepan on his head. He wore a saucepan on his head. He had a big old metal helmet and uh, had guns in each hand and um, sort of uh, quite a polarizing figure um, between those who just sort of claim him to be a murderer and those um, who claim him to be a freedom fighter sort of um, living out in the bush yeah. and um, you know fighting against a man. So um, these guys have used... Ned's first name, yep. Ned. They've used his image on the front, and they have released a whiskey originally as. Uh, and I've done my research for this because it came out originally ooh, as ooh. An, in the RTD market. Do you know what the RTD market is? Um, registered death trumpets. Uh, that's brilliant. I love it. It's not no, registered. Oh no, that I said RDT. Uh, you said RTD. Yeah. Registered trumpets of death. Oh, I like it. I like it. No, it's not even Russell T. Davies, who I think of every time I hear RTD. Um, it's the ready-to-drink market. Ah. They did premixes. Yeah, So of Ned first came out as a premix. So Ned is not trying to compete with the Lark single malts of this world. So it's a Ned and Cola? Ned and Cola. Yep, exactly. And I, I that think reminds me of something. What What? What else is it? Using a, 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 a short sort of one-syllable male name as there are. Yeah. Of course, yeah. listeners, we are thinking about Jim. Jack. Oh, no. Yeah, Joe, Jack, Jim, 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 Jack, Jack. Okay, so um, the fact that there are two that come to mind probably proves that it is you know can be done as many times as you like. So now the Australian ones come out, Ned, and it's um. Well, I bought a bottle the other day just because you know it's it's not that expensive, and you know it's, it's a significant step into the market for um a very different type of Australian whiskey. It is completely different type of Australian whiskey. If, if it's stepping into that market, then this is a hitherto mm. unknown sort of... Well, has has there been... We need, we need, we need a whiskey historian for this. Mm. But basically, they are trying to trying to tap into the market share of, of your Jim Beams, your Jack Daniels, um, ones that are, are purposely built to be mixed. And again, we can be all whiskey snobbish about that because we, we like our single malts, but we can't argue about the sales figures. Mm. Of, of your jacks and your gems of this world. It's huge. So yeah. if these guys can get a small percentage of that, they'll be doing quite well. I reckon so. Well, yeah. This this is squarely aimed at sort of your, your tradies, I suppose, and your, your I mean, a- average Joe workers. Yeah, who- we, we generalize. Probably not the listeners of this podcast, although probably the listeners of this podcast have heard of this bottle and are curious about it. So we're tasting it so you don't have to. It says it's a mixture of Australian grains. Mm. So let's talk about like we don't know for certain, but I think having a sip of this one right now, we can probably we can probably have a bit of a mm. bit of a guess at the green going on there. What do you reckon's the dominant one? Corn. Corn, yes. But unlike those made in uh, Kentucky, doesn't taste like bourbon. No, it doesn't. It doesn't taste like bourbon precisely. There is sorry, a- sorry, Terence. 
Yeah, Ter- Terrence, the uh, robot of death <laughs> or doom. I can't. <laughs> he, he, it keeps changing. They keep evolving. Um, the robot of mutually secured destruction. Yeah, that's it. Um, Try saying that at the end of the night. Um, yeah, but I reckon it's it's definitely got a corn centric flavor with a bit of grain. Oh yeah. I yeah. think before we go on and and explore it in depth. In detail, what our listeners... Deep. Re- yeah, I know. It's either detail or in depth. Mm. But before we do any exploring, I think what our listeners need are some tasting notes. Nose, palate, finish. Okay. It smells sweet. Mm. It smells not liqueurish, but it's bordering on that, isn't it? There's a bit of a bit of spice in there. It's like... Mm. It's, a- it's not quite cinnamon, but it's... I was going to say cinnamon. I was mm. going to say that it, it's a whiskey that you could see some cinnamon going into. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean... I'm 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 fairly confident it's not, but maybe you know there's a fair fair that, few people that that are that keen to take down the fireball market as well. Like the cor- the corn note brings brings those sort of flavours that you might expect of yeah like a a bourbony sort of thing. Mm. This is of course not bourbon, but it it does have that sort of characteristic to it. So if you've ever had a cheap bourbon, then you won't be sort of too shocked about. What's going on in here? But I'd say it's rounder, it's smoother. There is more, mm. there is more sort of dark toffee than any American corn whiskey. Dark toffee, you mean like molasses or yeah. treacle or yeah, yeah. I'd say I'd say it has as much in common with a, a cheap rum as it does with a cheap mm. bourbon. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's that's not a bad call actually. Yeah, it's brown brown sugary maybe. Yeah. How about on the palate? Well, mm, it's sweet. It is. It's very. It's got like this bit of a sharp, sharp edge at the back. The flavour disappears very quickly, but you're left with this sort of like sharpness that licks across the back of the, yeah. the throat. Yeah, the finish is probably the most disappointing part. It is. It it, it it's it disappears flavour wise. The flavour's gone pretty quick, but it's okay. You you know this. how like in movies, mm. particularly like American movies, because in Scottish movies. They're, they're probably more sipping it out of tumblers. But in American movies, they'll go to a bar and they'll say, like, barman, pour, pour me a shot. And, like, they'll chuck, a, like, a shot down the bar. Yep. And then they drink it and they slam it down and then they wince. <laughs> and there's this, like, facial expression that they pull. It, it, there's that, a reason for that. <laughs> there's the, yeah, it's that this sort of whiskey. It's, it's like that sort of cheaper sipping whiskey that, like... Mm. Yeah, I'd say I'd say it is quite young, but it doesn't exhibit as young in the same way as some like two-year-old twenty-liter barrel releases we've had. This has been in a big barrel for you know a couple of years, five minutes, five minutes. Well, every, no, every, it's every, legally every, whiskey. Every every uh, barrel guaranteed aged five minutes. I mean, I wouldn't put it past like because it's quite a dark color. I wouldn't put mm. past a bit of coloring in this really. Do we think that this has got neutral spirit in it? Because it does say Australian grains. I reckon there's definitely some 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 grains, some wheat in there. I reckon there might be a bit of single malt. I I don't get much rye, so I wouldn't have said rye. No. So it could just be corn and wheat. Yeah. Could it could it be like a fairly good chunk of neutral spirit with a bit of? Well, um, I mean, you say neutral spirit. It's not going to be like a a, a grape spirit or anything. Mm, I've got no. a, um, a, wheat, a wheat spirit. Yeah, yeah. So I've got some quotes here from um Ooh. from quotes yeah yeah well this is from um from tom fairchild who's the top shelf international director there's a lot of people with fingers in pies with this it's Mm. it's such a big undertaking that there's no one company could do this there's owners all over the place it's a completely different 
kettle of fish. To oh, it's completely your, different. Uh, so your sort of little sort of so Tom Australian startup. Tom Fairchild's mainly talking about the ready to drink market. He says that it's highly competitive, but we plan on taking on the big boys at their own game and give bourbon and whiskey drinkers an Australian alternative. Um, but and, again, and yeah, taking on the big boys that means that there has to be a lot of fingers in the pies because mm. to be able to take on those big boys, you need capital behind you. You need branding. Mm. Um, expertise. Oh, branding has been like half of these articles I've read is mainly talking about the branding and the yeah the it's, PR it's a, companies. And it's a completely different branding game to mm. what you do for like a, a sort of really top shelf small so, Australian whiskey. So he says we think there's a large percentage of Australian consumers who will identify with Ned and support a new exciting brand that delivers a drink that dissects the bourbon and whiskey sectors. I mean, you know, they want the people that will drink. Um, your Johnny's and yeah. they want the people that drink your gyms Tom goes on uh, getting the taste right took months of testing different flavour combinations before we settled on a mix that we think is perfect for the Australian market so he says it sits deliberately between the bourbon and cola and whiskey and cola products that are existing mm. um, and think it's a flavour that will appeal to drinks of both so they're really trying to cash in on both those sort of um, pre-mix really but um, now they've released the actual individual bottle the more I'm drinking it, the the sort of the more I'm getting my head around it, and the more I'm actually not minding it that much. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's this growing is growing on me. Yeah, this is the bottom bottom line. It's it's not. I think both of us can agree that it's not our sort of whiskey. No, not, no, no, not no, even no, no. slightly. But you can sort of see what they're trying to do. Well, and here's the thing: Are we drinking it wrong? Mm. We probably are. Hold that thought. Oh, hold holding holding on. Look what I found. What the is that? You're not bringing that near my whiskey. <laughs> or are you? Maybe you are. Well, maybe maybe you need to. <laughs> so so my colleague has brought out a can that he's about to open in the microphone. Oh, and it's a red can. So you <laughs> might know what the brand is. Here on the ABC, where we definitely work, uh, we can't mention brands, of course. So it's not a pre-mix; it's a post-mix. But yep. um, it's as close as we can get. It is. Right. Okay. So we are having some Ned and Cola. <laughs> Ned and Cola for the first time. We've got a, a mixed drink on whiskey waffle. Not a not a regular uh, mixer of even even cheap whiskey. Sometimes I will do a rum and coke though in the mm. in the summer because obviously I'm a I'm a rum heathen. I mean, it mostly tastes like cola. Yeah, but that's probably the point. Mm. I, I don't think people drink um, and colas for the flavour of the the sweetness booze. that we didn't like straight is mm. kicking through. That's mm. what I can taste. I don't taste alcohol, but I mean, we have been drinking spirits all night. Um, but I don't taste alcohol. I taste a slightly sweeter version of Coke. I'm not not sweeter because Coke's already sweet, mm. but a slightly. Uh, I don't know, a bit, a bit, a bit more syrup, a thicker. I, I agree though that the the flavors that you get in it complement the coke, yeah. uh, and that's exactly it. That's what this will mainly be drunk as. I doubt there are many other whiskey podcasts <laughs> it's talking about, the, about Ned. It's about the only whiskey in the room that I would, I feel not guilty about putting absolutely cola with so. and um you know sometimes in the summer when you you want to smash down something fast but you're at a barbecue or something you do want something alcoholic then you know there is a place for it I, it's not not my number one go-to but i well, i own most of a bottle now because i bought it for this review but it's i think i, I i'd yeah i'd have if there was some coke flying around i'd probably mix it see on it without unashamedly without without the cola mm. 
I think that the the flavors on their own they taste like a sticky alcohol sort of strewn wooden floor in your local <laughs> in your yeah. local pub sort of at three o'clock in the afternoon. It's it's kind of got this this sort of sharp timbery sort of sweet yeah. note, but with with yeah. Stick a bit of the brown stuff in there, and it's yeah. and by that I mean obviously mean Pedro Jimenez. Jimenez yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So they they they're jumping in with sponsorship deals as well. So mm, do tell me about their sponsors. Um, so again, this well, sort of talks about the target market. They're sponsoring yeah. a supercars team. Hero and Whiskey Waffle would like to thank our sponsors. Yeah, yeah. Are you a sponsor? If yeah. so, um, yeah. yeah. So they they sponsor a supercars team. Mm. Um, Kelly's Racing. I mean Ned's and Kelly's. It's it's. Got to happen, doesn't Brilliant. it? Brilliant. Um, they also sponsor the Melbourne Storm and the NRL. Oh, yeah. So, like, the people that are going to be attending these events, watching these events, are probably also more likely to have a bigger crossover with um, Beam or or Johnny's ooh, ooh, ooh. pre-mixed drinkers. Ooh, ooh. Mm. Ned Storm. Ned Storm. Ned Storm sounds like a bastard <laughs> in Game of Thrones. Totally does, from... Um, down um, near yeah, the Baratheon Storm- ways, yeah, the Stormlands. Exactly, yeah, it's from Storms End. Yeah, so it's not um, it's not the favorite whiskey I try. It is a whiskey review, so we do have to give it a star rating. But it's a part of me that kind of wants to give it a two, not a one. I, yeah, I I want to give it a solid two mm. because I think partly good on it, mm. good on it for <laughs> taking on the big boys at their own. Well, that's it. It's a, it's an expensive, dangerous game. Oh, absolutely! Like mm. you, they must be running such a big risk with this experiment mm. because it it obviously is not going to appeal to people like us. No. The and po- the poncy whiskey wankers who like to swan about and drink sort of posh whiskies in bars. This has to appeal to people who want a whiskey and mm. and a lot of these people are really set in their ways. And yeah, and who are already either a Jim and or a Jack and or a Johnny drinker. and or a Johnny and mm. drinker. Yeah, so... Or it's, even a Jamo's and. Mm, yeah, true, even. So it's it's one that I'm really interested to see what happens in the future, but I think it's one you're going to be seeing more of, especially because their marketing team are going to be going well, all you, out for you know, a while. You know when we'll, we'll um, know if it's if it's really worked? Mm. You, you'll see Bogans wearing yeah. supercar jackets yep. with Neds on it. Yep. Oh, definitely. If that's... um, could be the future, I don't know, but I mean, Australian whiskey... Spelt without the E, so it's proper whiskey. Yep. So, well done, Ned. You're doing something right, um, but it remains to be seen if you capture this market. Mm. Only time will tell. Will he, will he hold the, uh, the Americans at gunpoint? Mm. Only time will tell. <laughs> Only time will tell. Nicholas, is monkey shoulder anything to do with monkeys? Um, yeah, no, not especially, no. No, no. Whiskey, would you rather... Cleon has sent us a whiskey would you rather. Ooh, we do like questions from Cleon. Mm. And he says, whiskey would you rather. Would you rather have one amazing whiskey a fortnight or as many whiskeys as you like that are okay, whenever you like. But you can never have any amazing whiskeys because you can only have okay ones. And when he says okay, he means like Glenfiddich 12, Jamison's, Glenlivet. Okay, okay, I have a bit of an answer here, mm-hmm. I think. It may surprise listeners to know, but I actually don't drink that much whiskey. I mean, on surprises the... Surprises to- me, Ted. Surprises well, me. It, it probably will, actually. 
at the times that I get together with you, I indulge like quite a lot and I will try many things. But on a day-to-day course of business, I don't tend to just come home and like drink some whiskey. I actually kind of tend to go a little way between drinks, which is, yeah, interesting for a whiskey writer, but that's sort of what happens. And so as a consequence, I think I could be happy with having a really good whiskey once a fortnight. One amazing whiskey a fortnight. Actually, if we can only have one amazing whiskey once a fortnight, does that mean we can have just like lots of average whiskey in between that? Only only one amazing whiskey a fortnight. Mm. Otherwise, you could combine the two together. Mm. Maybe I will go for the uh, other option. (laughs) It at least means that I can have a few in the night. (laughs) But but I, I can at least contemplate that thought of having the one a fortnight. Probably, yeah, actually, it'd probably better be pretty bloody good whiskey. Oh, well, I think according to his rules, it could be a pretty bloody good whiskey. Mm. What about you? I'm a teacher. I could not survive with one whiskey a fortnight. Mm. I could, couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Um, certain days that whiskey is required, and it, it can't be one. It has to be two. <laughs> I don't know what that says about me, but um, I would uh, I would cope with the um, the yeah, averageness no. of actually, them. I, I, I can contemplate the idea, but at the end of the day, yep, let's, let's, let's go that. Uh, <laughs> mediocre for the win. Yeah, I know it is a bit of a disappointment because it rules out so many in both categories. But um, mm. yeah, no. Nah, from my perspective, it needs to be done. Gosh, Cleon, you've made us consider our life choices. Thanks, Cleon. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> right. Well, that brings us to the close of another episode. Goodbye. Au revoir. Farewell. <laughs> it's a very, a very sudden, Ted. I've been to Satan. I'm kind of thinking, um, I'm just wondering at this point, Ted, before we actually, you know, finish up anything, do you reckon we've offended anyone today? I hope so. Yeah, well, I know. If we haven't, we're not trying hard enough. And please, if we do offend you, don't delete your uh, tweets or well, we, we uh, Insta it. posts or because we really want to reference them in our uh, thing and we promise we will get back to you at some point we just yeah yeah, yeah we get there and uh, the problem is if we if you don't if you do do get rid of the post then um we just call you Terence the robot of death for the entire uh, was it robot of doom the bringer of destruction Terence the god destroyer Te- we could have avoided all this by just going with bob i mean i said bob i like i like terence the god destroyer <laughs> Oh, well, it's an interesting time. An interesting time indeed. Ender of worlds. Ooh. Bringer of all things nasty. (laughs) Ender of Instagram comments. Yeah. Mm. Oh, Terrence the the robot of ultimate doomness. (laughs) You you know who you are. You know who you are. We'd like to apologise to you for not getting back to you in time. We were waiting for the podcast recording session, which is now. Yeah, unfortunately, you took matters into your own hands. But get back to us and, and rage at us again. Mm, yep. Or anyone else can rage at us about completely different matters. Please uh, please keep in touch, though, is what we're saying. Although, if you're wanting to rage against the machine, that's a different, yeah. uh, that's a different account. Yeah, yeah, drinking in the name of. Drinking um, in the name of. You know the interesting thing, though? Whiskey's if, on if, parade. If Terence had sent us, sent us a carrier pigeon... We wouldn't have had this issue. No, true. Yeah. Terence, what are you thinking? We get every carrier pigeon and take care of them with um, great great delight. So we nurture those carrier pigeons. Well, that's that's just about it, isn't it, Ted? I I think so. I until can't that, think until of the next else. apology. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's been fun. I've been Nick. I've been Ted. 
And you've been our audience, and thank you so much. Get get in touch via Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Yep. And our website. You can always leave a comment on our website on whenever our Posts. reviews. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, or the the eponymous carrier pigeon. Or if you're sending uh, long distance from America, please use a bald eagle. Indeed, indeed. Uh, keep on waffling. And good night. Whiskey Waffle recommends you drink whiskey responsibly and only if you're above the legal drinking age in your country. Our lawyers made us say that. Or at least, they would have if we actually had lawyers. We're, we're being sensible. We're maturing into our years. Yes. Yes. We're, we're All responsible. of those years. We're responsible young men. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so responsible.